Welcome to Thrive 9 to 5, a podcast all about how you can kick ass in the office and in life without feeling exhausted or overwhelmed. Each week, I'm sharing simple self-care strategies, mindset hacks, and time management tips so you can get promoted without burning yourself out. My goal is to help you create success without sacrificing your soul or your sanity. I'm your host, Celeste Harrington. Hey Thrivers, how is it going? I feel really excited. Today, I think I feel very excited every time I record a podcast because I don't want to record a podcast when I'm not feeling that way. (laughs) It wouldn't be very fun for either of us. So I kind of feel like today is going to be a little bit of a ramble. I have a lot to share, but maybe it won't be that much in the end. First off, I want to let you know that we are wrapping up the first season of the Thrive 9 to 5 podcast this month. If you're listening to this after the recording or after the release of this podcast, it's going to be the second or third week of November. And the last episode of season one will come out the last Tuesday of November. I believe that's the 30th of November 2021. It has been so fun to record and share this little bit that I have to share my little section of the world. But it's just been so enjoyable to see so many people engage with the podcast. I think we have over or just under 300 downloads so far, which blows my mind because that's not even sharing or showing statistically people who have listened because you know, not everyone downloads a podcast. Like I never download a podcast unless I'm flying on a plane or I'm in a place where there isn't going to be reception. And sometimes planes really have Wi-Fi interception these days, unless you're flying, I don't know, internationally over an ocean or something. But anyways, regardless of my analytics and statistics, I'm so excited that that many people are engaging with the podcast. It just blows my mind. So thank you. Thank you to those that are listening. This month is going to end with a bang. I have two more guests coming on. Want to talk about the physiological response to stress and how we can support ourselves through diet and some really fun supplements. It's one of my good friends and fellow coaches who is a functional nutrition coach. And then another coach, she really focuses on relationships, but she just had a sobriety journey that I thought would be really valuable for all of my listeners to check out because the holidays are coming up. And here in the US, (laughs) and other places too, holidays equal sugar, and they equal lots of booze. And we all know that alcohol really isn't that good for us. If you are interested in sobriety at all, or even drinking less, I know for me personally, I've drank less and less and less every single year. I was a crazy partier in college. I don't know if I'll ever disclose my deepest, darkest secrets. Maybe I will. Maybe today is a good day to do that. But um, I consumed a lot of alcohol in college, and it really ruined a lot of my relationships for quite a long time. Uh, And it got me into a lot of trouble, a lot of legal trouble, actually. And that meant a lot of financial trouble. It really wasn't a good thing for me. But you know, Looking back after experiencing coaching and mindset work, I feel a lot of compassion for my past self and really for a lot of people in my shoes 
who were in college and we really aren't taught the skills to manage our emotions or how to find safe and healthy and effective outlets. And really alcohol is so embedded in the college culture that it really only makes sense. Like when I look back, I'm like, well, of course that happened to me. Of course I overindulged in alcohol. Of course I ended up getting arrested for drinking public intoxication. There you go. There's my secret. And so it all just kind of makes sense. And I am excited to have my friend and peer come on and talk about her journey of drinking less. I read a book recently. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm so bad at authors and artists and music names and any of that. So I apologize. I should look this up. I'll put it in the show notes below. But Quit Like a Woman is a book I read maybe this time last year about just how much, I mean, I'm going into this podcast for next week or two weeks from now, way ahead of schedule. We'll talk about this, I'm sure. But Quit Like a Woman. It's a great book to learn about really the marketing and the reasons why we drink and our thoughts around alcoholism and all of that. So anyways, we will dive way more into the depths of all of that in a later podcast. But just letting you know, those are coming and I'm really excited that they're coming because I think they're perfectly timed with stress and food and the holidays and booze and all of that. So anyways, that's how we'll round out this season. I also wanted to talk today about work. Of course, this is a Thrive to Nine podcast. We talk a lot about work life and confidence and self-worth and promotions and pay raises and all the things. But I recently had a really, really, really awful day at work. Just so you know, if you don't know already, I do have a full-time job and I also coach on the side. And normally my day job is pretty amazing. I love it. I love my manager. I love my people I work with. I like my job. It's all amazing. But sometimes you just have a really, really shitty day. And this weekend I had one of them. Yes, I was working on a weekend, which is not something (laughs) that I normally promote. There's sort of a crisis response and it just, it didn't go well. And I'm not going to go into the details of it. All I'm so thankful that I have these coaching tools to help me navigate through situations like the one I was in. So I want to share some of those tools and how to recover from a bad day at work because we all have them. And it's so easy to just get stuck in the mud of a really shitty day. We feel like crap about ourselves. We just want to quit our job. Sometimes we blame a lot of people. Some instances we cried. I definitely cried on Saturday and we can really wallow in that pain. And I thought it would be helpful to just share some of the tools that I have so you can recover from a really crummy day and not let it ruin any more time than it has to. So one of the tools, of course, is going to be looking at your mind and your thoughts. Are the thoughts that you're thinking about the situation at hand helpful? Are they progressing the project or the day or the task onwards? Or are they keeping you stuck? Are they keeping you spiraling out? Are they keeping you focusing on what's not working? When we do that, we're hyper-focused. And I like to use this example of like a camera lens. When we're focusing on what's not working, 
we're zoomed in. We're zoomed away in and looking at the flaws and perfections, how terrible things are. When if we can zoom out, like think about that camera lens, zoom out, get a wider angle, in the grand scheme of things, it's just a really small grain of sand or a speck in the problems of the world, in your life. Like it's a very small fraction. It just feels really urgent and really important now. So that's one of the lenses I like to look at this is like, okay, let me zoom out, get a big picture perspective. And let me just realize this is a really small fraction or a really small problem in the grand scheme of things. My boyfriend actually shares this quote with me. And again, of course, I don't know artists or names, so I apologize. I'd love to give credit where credit's due. I did not come up with this quote. I think it's like a Winston Churchill quote or something. I don't know. I'm probably wrong. But the urgent is rarely important, is what he always tells me. And I promise I'll look up who said that quote, and I I will comment in the show notes below. So I'm giving credit to the brilliant mind who thought of that. But the urgent is rarely important. And that's just so fascinating and so true, especially in our day jobs, or even our day to day life, where we think something is so important, and it really sometimes isn't. I think that's why the perspective of zooming out and getting a big picture glance is so valuable. The other one is usually when something hot is coming on, and there's a small fire you're needing to put out or you're directly responsible for something. There's someone else you're engaging with. And that's the person who's delivering this urgent news or adding fuel to the fire. And this is where compassion comes into play. If you can have compassion for yourself, it's a little bit easier to have compassion for others. Because when we don't, it's so easy to blame them. It's their fault for bringing this to you. They're adding fuel to the fire. They're spilling their stress all over you. I certainly have said all of those things in the past 48 hours. <laughs> so I know this from firsthand experience. But also, because backing up a little bit, it's easy to get wrapped up in that moment. Someone's spilling their stress on you. Someone's adding fuel to the fire. They're going to bring their heightened sense of urgency And it's easy for you to feed into that. It's easy for you to believe all the thoughts that they're bringing to you. But if you're zoomed out and you're focusing on the big picture, it's easy to realize like, oh, this person is just stressed. I understand why they're stressed. This can be a stressful situation. I totally get it. They're trying to do the best thing and have the best interests of the people or the problem or whatever you're dealing with. So kind of having that lens of understanding. If you can't even get to compassion, that's fine. It's not exactly the most intuitive emotion to go for in a heightened sense of urgency, but it can certainly help after the fact. So maybe even if you are wrapped up in the moment or wrapped up in that urgency and we kind of still feel it, we replay these situations over and over and over in our heads, especially what's involving another person like, oh, I should have said this, or they said this, and you kind of hash it out in your brain or to your partner or to your coworkers. Once you're digesting and processing it, I think it's easy to just reflect and realize, hey, that person just came with their urgency, they came with their stress, they added fuel to the fire for these reasons. They're looking out for their team, they're also stressed, you can have that compassion, empathetic sort of lens on it as well. Okay, so rehashing. 
empathy or compassion for the other people involved. And then, oh my gosh, I'm already forgetting my first one. Oh, zooming out, (laughs) zooming out from my camera lens sort of thing. And really both of these concepts, are you kind of stepping out and stepping back and stepping away and from the problem? So you're not in it. I think when we're in it, it's no wonder why we spiral because we're kind of spinning in the tornado that is the chaos. But if we kind of step away and just look at it from the outside perspective, it's so much easier to understand. Okay, so those first two tools. The other one is just giving yourself some happy hormones and coach quite a bit on not avoiding our feelings, not avoiding our emotions. But I think there's certainly a time and a space for us to just get some happy hormones, some endorphins, some serotonin, some dopamine in with our body so we can start to process and regulate our systems. When we're in this heightened sense of stress or in this urgent, important type environment, our nervous system is definitely on and we want to find a neutral space to that where we can decompress, calm down and regulate our nervous systems and get out of flight or fight. Get out of the time and space where you're sweating and have shortened breath and your heart rate's elevated and maybe you're caffeinated because it's happening at night, whatever it is. You just want to get to a time or a place where you're relaxing. And a great way to do that is do something where you're enjoying the time and the place. Maybe you can get a laugh in or pet your animals or go on a walk. I just watched some television, to be honest. I had already gone on a bike ride that morning, so I wasn't going to engage in more exercise. Because as you know, if you listen to my past podcast on the Wheel of Wellness, sometimes exercise when you're already in a heightened state, when you're already in a stressful situation, can just add more fuel to the fire. It can be a decompressor, it can be a relaxer, but also exercise in itself is a stressor. So sometimes exercise is not always the best solution. And it's important to know for you to have more tools in your toolkit than just exercise for processing and down-regulating your nervous system. So watching some TV, I watched an episode or two of like the Great British Baking Show because it's hilarious, it's lighthearted, and it's taking my mind off from the spiraling out of the urgent tornado that I was just in. Go on a walk. I definitely went on a dog walk. I don't think I went grocery shopping, but I definitely was like on the couch enjoying. I made a cup of tea, a little chamomile tea latte with some steamed milk and some honey, you know, to get some comforting things into your body so you can actually relax and your body can get back into rest and digest mode. So it's not heightened in a heightened state all the time. So I think that's an amazing tool. And then I think it is important just to talk about it. You know, I am also working with a intimacy and relationship coach. And a lot of the work we're doing is really on intimate communication. And part of it is this offloading effect. And I'd love to have Maggie, my coach on the podcast to talk about this. But so many times we're like bitching or complaining or ranting. And we sometimes don't have permission to do that. Or the person we're ranting to doesn't know it's not about them or to not take it personally. But sometimes we just need to offload and let out some steam. And so what my coach has coached me to do is like preface my offload to the person I want to 
complain to is, hey, I'm offloading right now. This isn't about you. I just need to get this out of my head and just talk about it. That can be really helpful. So hopefully these four tools, zooming out, finding some empathy or compassion to the people that are also in the tornado of chaos with you, getting some stress release, whether that's through TV or exercise or with your loved ones, whatever you can do to relax and decompress, take a bath, drink some tea, whatever it is, and then have permission to offload, talk about it, get it out there so you can stop spinning out about it. These things will help you recover from that bad day at work much quicker. So you're just not soaking in it. We just don't want to sit and soak and sulk in our bad day because at the end of the day, to be honest, this might sound kind of harsh, but life goes on. These little blips, it makes me think about like cancel culture, like people move on. This will be old news in 72 hours. Like no one's going to think about this. So let it be a learning experience. Let it be a self-awareness exploration or experiment for you to understand how you react. Can you practice empathy? Can you step away from the problem? Can you downregulate your nervous system and find some peace and happiness away from that moment? Because to be honest, that moment, it feels like your life in that moment, but it really isn't. Your life is outside of that moment. Yes, it might be what's happening in the present, but it's a small blip in time. So just remember that this is a small blip in time. The world will keep on spinning. You can get through this. You understand everyone else's experiences and they're heightened and stressed as well because everyone wants the same thing in the end. Everyone wants this problem to be solved and we all just want to move on with our lives. And you can do that with grace and empathy and compassion for everyone else involved. And really that makes you a really strong player, if not the strongest player in the game, because who else can do that? Not a lot of people can, because it takes a lot of self-awareness to be able to do that, to know that, hey, I'm in a heightened state. They're in a heightened state. Let me just take a step back. I can communicate better when I understand that they're upset. And no, you're not going to get this right the first time. You may not get it right every time. It's definitely a practice and it comes with even more experience. So have some grace and compassion for yourself when you have a rough day. And that's going to make having compassion for others even easier. Okay, I hope this is helpful. I don't know why I say that every time. I know it was helpful. (laughs) Boosting my own confidence here. You should do the same, especially when you're answering emails. I hope this is helpful. No, it definitely was helpful, right? Of course it was. Okay, and I want to do one more little plug here. So if you follow me on Instagram or you're on my newsletter list, I announced that I am releasing or I already have released a self-paced version of my burnout breakthrough program. About a year ago, I hosted a group program called the burnout breakthrough. It's 12 weeks and it was a small group. I had five or so people running through it. It was amazing. But then I kind of switched gears and only did one-on-one just with how I wanted to coach at the time to do highly customizable coaching packages. But the burnout breakthrough content is so freaking amazing. Like it's fabulous. So I was like, why? I need to get people in the door experiencing this stuff because it's life-changing. So I decided to just remove 
the group coaching element and let it be self-paced. So even though it's self-paced, you'll still get weekly emails from me when the content is released to help you stay on track. So there is a little nudge for me. So I highly recommend you join. If you're listening to this podcast as it goes live, I said it's 12 weeks. Week eight is all about goal setting and how perfect because eight-ish weeks from now is the new year in 2022 when everyone starts new goals and resolutions. So why don't you have more tools and arm yourself with all the resources you possibly can about setting goals in the new year? Because it's more than just setting the goal. It's all the mind drama that comes with setting the goal about you not being able to have time or you not having the confidence and having all the self-doubt and all the things. This is the beauty of goal setting. And I go into much more depth in that module about goal setting and why the goal really isn't even the best outcome. The best outcome is you developing the self-confidence and the belief, the circumstance resistant belief in yourself for you to achieve basically anything. So anyways, the runner breakthrough is amazing. You can join. I'm going to have a huge show notes section for this show, but you can access it in the show notes. You can go to my Instagram and click the link in my bio and you can see the self-paced version of the burnout breakthrough there. The best part, it's literally $12, a dollar a week for the entire length of the program and you'll have lifetime access. So honestly, it's a no brainer. Get in there get the goal setting worksheet module before the new year or during the new year and set yourself up for success. Plus goal settings, literally only one twelfth of the program. I share my mindset model that I teach with all of my clients. We go into perfectionism, we go into self-love and confidence, relationships and boundaries, all of the things. So hop on in. And if you have any questions about it, just shoot me an email at hello at Celeste Harrington. Okay, Thrivers, go out there and crush it. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for joining this week on Thrive 9 to 5. If this episode hit home for you, because I know it did, join Thrive Weekly, a newsletter for people just like you who are looking to do success differently. The link to subscribe is in the show notes below. You can also follow along on Instagram at Celeste double underscore Harrington. And as always subscribe to the thrive nine to five podcast. So you can stay up to date as new episodes drop each week. I'll talk to you next time.